right, all right. It's not my weekend podcast with your boy, Jerry G. What's up, everybody? I am back. It is Tuesday afternoon, October 17th. And I've had some time to rebuild, right? Pick up the pieces, you know, dust myself up. Uh, it's been, it was a tough weekend, right? As we said, goodbye to basically baseball, right? For the year of 2023. I do want to start with that. I have to. I have to. Um, this one, this one hurt. This one hurt, man. And like many others, many others, this one hurt, dog. Uh, First of all, I, I I guess I I guess congratulations to the Diamondbacks. I guess, um, but it was more of a choke job than anything else, and and that's why this one hurts, you know. And I threw a little rant out there on the IGs on my reels, Instagram after game one or two, I believe after yeah after 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 game three after we got swept, I threw out a little rant out there on the reels saying you know this one this one's this one's embarrassing. The word is embarrassing, dog, because. We're obviously a, a better team up and down uh, than the Diamondbacks. We are. We just simply are. All right? Just, just let's start with the records. Let's start with the players. I mean, besides that guy, Carroll, I mean, everybody else is just, you know, role players, good players, steady players. Um, I don't know any average, anyone out there can name more than one player of the Diamondbacks, right? And it's not even about that. Oh, the stars, the chingada. It's just physically, just statistically better players, dog. All right? We we have four players that hit over 100 RBIs. We had almost five players hit 30 home runs. Um, It goes on and on. And that was my whole rant from earlier and even from me speaking about the Dodgers going into the playoffs. Of course, the pitching was sus. From the get, yeah, it was. But as long as the batters do what the batters are supposed to do, what what they've been doing all year, there's no reason why we can't win games in the playoffs, against, especially against lesser teams. And with all that said, the Diamondbacks won fair and square. Dog. They beat the shit out of us, fool. They did. All right? Last year, you know, we lost to the stupid-ass Padres, but the Padres had a potent, a potent, potent, but like strong lineup. They had a lineup. They have a, names, bro. All right, they have real players, big contracts, expectations, pitchers. They had it. They had. They had it. They, they. You know. Yeah, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Pinche Tatis. They have players, Cronenworth. They have players, dog. Pitchers, you Darvish, Blake Snell, Musgrave. They have players, dog. We and we got the we got our asses whooped. We got our asses whooped. They were hotter than us at the time. They caught us slipping. We didn't step up. We lost. Well, this year, we just didn't show up at all, fool. We just didn't show up at all, dog. And the series was lost in Game One, inning number one. It really was. You know, when our fucking legend ace gets beat down like that, fool. It was a knockout that we just didn't, we weren't able to get up from, fool. We didn't. I think it affected El Pinche 
El Bobby Miller, I think affected him going into that game two start. You know, knowing what the Diamondbacks are potential, what, what their potential is. Knowing what the beat down that they put down a, a clean Kershaw the day before or the two nights before. I think, I think it got into Bobby Miller's head, fool, being a rookie, dog. It really did. It affected him. Especially, it showed. In any number one, he scored three runs on him. He got shook, bro. Why? Because the series was lost in game one, inning number one. And from that moment, from that six-run first inning, the Dodgers obviously got fucking, you know, punched in the face, punched in the gut, whatever you want to call it, knocked the fuck out. And we just stumbled the whole way through the series after that, dog. Which is unfortunate because you would think a lineup like this would be able to respond to such a, you know, fucking blow. You would think, right? And that, that was my point. When I saw game one, you know, I, and I saw the score after one inning, I said, the Dodgers can score six runs, dog. The Dodgers can score six runs. We have the lineup for it, dog. But they, they didn't show up. They didn't show up for game one. They could have scored three runs and they would have, it was, it was going to be good enough, huh? We scored two runs each game, six runs total. They scored, what, nine, what, 11 plus. They scored like over 20 runs. <laughs> it was embarrassing, bro. It was embarrassing. Bad. The pitching was, we knew the pitching was bad, fool, but I didn't think it was this bad. The bullpen, who was always up and down all year, really stepped up, bro. They stepped up when we, we, we uh, wasted. A, a, a great bullpen. A bullpen that could have gone toe-to-toe with any other team, any other series, dog. That sucks because you don't... It's hard to get a bullpen like that, that good. And we wasted that opportunity with that bullpen, dog, which sucks. The blame is all is up and down lineup, one through nine, and the bench. The blame is there, bro. I mean, I know Will Smith had an okay series. I know Kike Hernandez did his thing here and there. But it just the, the blame goes everywhere because of the the what what the final tally was on every game, dog. Two runs a game. So that, the blame has to go everywhere, dog. In the batting. Starting, of course, with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. And I'm not gonna be this guy that comes up here and starts talking shit about our best two players. You know, I'm not. Because they just they they know what they did. We saw what they did. And it was ugly. And they'll be the first to tell you. And I know they're embarrassed. I, I know. It's, it's, what, what can you say, dog? I, they let us down, fool. They let themselves down. And it, it, it's just bad, bro. Like, it's hard It's hard for me to get mad at Mookie Betts and, and Freddie Freeman because of, the type of, because of the season they had, right? They had this amazing season. And they just went blank. They shot blanks in the playoffs. And I know they didn't want they were they didn't want to do that. Of course they didn't want to do that. It just that just happened. It just literally happened. We got dominated, fool. And it sucks, fool. And that should never happen, fool. And that was that was my whole argument the whole time. Like, dog, there's no way Dodgers can't score three, four, five runs a game. None. None. And well, they that didn't happen. Not one time. It sucks, fool. It really sucks. It, just, it does. It just sucks. It's bad, fool. It's bad. I was numb. I was sad. I was tired. 
And at the end of the day, you know, you just get over it, right? But it's embarrassing because of it goes back to all these like all these wins that we get during the season, and for what? It, all for what? All for nothing, die. All for nothing, bro. And I, I'm gonna say basically the, sing the same song I sing every day. It hurts me because I really do invest a lot of my time and energy and attention to baseball. I love baseball. Fool. I'm not gonna stop loving baseball, dog. I'm not. I love baseball. I love the Dodgers, dig. I do. Like I. I'm not, oh, I'm not, I'm going to start rooting for him. Oh, I'm going to turn my back on. No, no, of course not, dog. I can't wait for February 20, February 15th when the pitchers and the catchers report, dog. I'm already counting down the days, dog. Eso no se diga, pero the fall is, the fall hurts, bro. The fall, it does hurt. Because I do invest so much time and energy into watching these games, dog. Into paying attention, into following and cheering and everything, dog. Like, yeah, it fucking sucks. Dog. All for what? For they can lay an egg in a playoffs egg. It's embarrassing, fool. It's embarrassing. Um, I I've always been a Dave Roberts hater. Like, I don't like Dave Roberts as a manager. As a manager, I think he falls short to many other better managers out there. Talking, looking at you, Bruce Bochy. I wish we had a Bruce Bochy, dog. And if Bruce, if we had Bruce Bochy in that manager's office during his 10-year run that we've been in the playoffs, we would have had at least two, three, four World Series, dog. That's how good of a manager that is. And that's how not good of a manager Dave Roberts is. But this time, bro, it's not, it wasn't on him. He, he, I believe he pushed most of the most of the right buttons. Yeah, a couple of pinch hitting situation. That's just being desperate at the time. You're now you're just being desperate. Right? Pinch hitting pinch barns. <laughs> like really fool. Really it's just desperate, dog. Playing matchups and averages is stupid, dog. Stupid. And this is what I've always said about Dave Roberts, bro. Like, dog, like, yeah, fool, it's it's he's he's a dope guy. He's nice. Players like him. Players play for him. But when it comes to actually managing and stra- being strategic and X's and O's, he can, he, he's not the guy for it. He, there's too many voices above him telling him what to do that he's literally just like a puppet. And he's just like, yes, sir. He's just a yes, sir. Right? He, and he's a yes man. And that sucks, fool. So it's not all his fault, but it's the truth. Right? I wish he could just be like, no, 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 no. I'm going with this guy. No, 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 no. I, I, I feel this guy right now. No, 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 no. He's like, he, he don't like, I feel like he doesn't anticipate what other teams are doing against us. And he just relies on our talent to hopefully get us out of jams. When it's like, bro, like you can maneuver better here and get us out of this fucking funk. It's hard, dog. It's hard. I mean, just starting Clayton Kershaw game one, you know, was even, I mean, that was, that was, you know, not the smartest thing in the world, but you understand it, right? Like, you put yourself, you put Clayton Kershaw, veteran, or Bobby Miller, rookie, and it comes down to that, bro, right? I wish Bobby Miller would have started game one, because even if he would have lost game one, 
that puts Kershaw in a better, like, not in a better mindset, but in a more focused, like, I, I will be more, like, I think he would, you know, do do better, basically, knowing how important this game, too, is with a 0-1 deficit. Or even one one old deficit, now he has some leeway if he loses or shit gets out of hand. Little things like that. I know I was spending too much time. Oh, fuck, 12 minutes. My bad, my bad. This is the last one. That's the last one. Where do we go from here? Fuck, dog. Who, who knows? I don't, man, who knows, dog? Like, quién sabe, wey. What happens now, fool? I don't, dude, I, I have a hard time watching baseball now, bro. Like, I can't even watch baseball, dog. Yeah, I look at the scores. Yeah, I got the updates on my phone. Yeah, I watch the highlights. But to sit down and watch a baseball game right now after the Dodgers been knocked out, it's hard, bro. It's hard. It's hard watching Trey Turner do his thing. Corey Seager do his thing. The Astros do their thing. It's hard, bro. That shit hurts, fool. That really does. It's not, it's not a pretty, pretty, pretty sight. Tis the season to send us someone special, a special something. And East LA Edible Arrangements got your back. That's right. The holidays are coming. Halloween is up down the corner. Lego Thanksgiving. Lego all of a sudden is Christmas. Ike Kwanzaa. Ike Boxing Day. It's cabron. And it's also Libra and Capricorn season. And those people are very needy. Make sure you hook them up with something very special, very delicious, and very healthy at East LA Edible Arrangements. You can look them up on the IG at edible underscore East LA or call them directly at 323-832-9551. Tell them Jerry Garcia sent you and you get free delivery and who knows, maybe a free candy apple if you ask nicely. Si Dios quiere. All right. Shout out to the owner, small business owner, Miss Sally. Thank you for all the support. Thank you so much for supporting Jerry Garcia and the It's Not My Weekend podcast. Gracias. Late. Um, but with all that said, um, I'll be, I guess I'll take the Rangers, bro. Like, uh, Corey Seager, hey, man. Corey Seager, you know, he took a gamble on himself, leaving the Dodgers, signing a big contract, going to a subpar team, a team who is, has very little winning history. In fact, they've never won the World Series. He took a gamble on himself. He, he chased the money, and it paid off, fool. It paid off for him. Um, Dodgers had their mind, their their sights, their love, interest on Trey Turner at the time. That made Corey Seager's decision a little bit easier. Like, yo, man, they got Trey Turner, fool. We, like, they'll be fine. They, like, it looks like they want him. I'm out of here. They got Gavin Lux. <laughs> Dodgers are fine. They got Gavin Lux. They got Trey Turner. I'm not part of this mix. They want to move me to third base. I don't want to move to third base yet. I'm out of here. You can't hate on that, fool. You can't hate on that. Trey Turner, as much as he let us down, fool, you know, he made it very clear, dog. He didn't want to be in the West Coast. It wasn't personal, dog. The Giants and the Padres fucking threw a gang load of money at his ass. He also said no to them. So he was serious. He was honest about him not being, not wanting to be in the West Coast. Like me, like if I was a professional, I wouldn't want to play in the East Coast. I wouldn't. I'm not an East Coast guy. I, this, I'm West Coast guy. I love the West Coast. I would do whatever it takes to stay in the West Coast. Shit, I would play for San Francisco, fool. Fuck it. I get that. I get that. That's how bad I want to stay in the West Coast. Right? And so I, I understood that about Trey Turner wanting to go back to the East Coast. He stuck by those words. He was a man of his word. He didn't end up selling out to Seattle or to fucking Arizona, whatever the fuck. He was serious. I want to go back east. 
And he went back east, fool. And whatever, dog. It's Trey Turner, fool. Fuck it. All right? It, it, it's been bad, fool. It, it's been a bad, sad, sad few days, dog. But with all that said, dog, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. And uh, got a lot of other fun shit to talk about, fool. All right? A lot of fun, fun shit to talk about, dog. Uh, how y'all doing, man? How's everything? Um, I was in Texas this weekend, dog. Had a blast, man. Shout-outs to Fort Worth and Dallas, Texas. Hyenas Comedy Club. Thank you, everybody who showed up there, fool. The weather was amazing, right? I was talking on stage about, like, there's really, literally, like, a 72-hour window of beautiful weather in, like, Dallas and Fort Worth. And gracias a Dios, I was here for it, dog, because... Man, that weather usually is either so extreme, dog. But we got lucky. It was in the low 80s. It was awesome to be out there. Love Texas. I always, man, I'm telling you, man. Texas knows, uh, like, they come out for a good time. They they appreciate a good show. They laugh. And they're, all, and they're just happy, dog. They just, gas is $2.89 a gallon, compa. Come on. Taxes at 7 0.5%, not 10.5, like fucking Cali. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Huge houses. You just driving down around Texas, fool. Huge houses. I'm like, how can you be mad living in a place like that? And you see that big ass house, you Zillow that bitch up, 420,000. I'm like, get the fuck. That's a five bedroom, three bathroom, big ass. 2,000 acre house. Man, get the hell out of it. 2,000 square foot. I mean, not 2,000 acres. 2,000 square foot. ¿Qué más quieres, cabrón? ¿Qué vida? ¿Qué vida? No, that's not for me. It's not for me, dog. Pero I, I look at, I look, I see, I look at you right in your eyes, people in Texas, and I see how well rested, less stressed, beautiful life you're living, your skin tone. You're just out there. Smiling, laughing, buying merch. I sell out on merch every time I go to Texas, dog. People just want to buy, fool. No, King California. Eesh, how much? Ay, wey, no mames. Cuánto? No, una bajadita. Cuánto lo menos? And I, and I, dude, and I, I understand that. Like, I don't even judge you. When I say, hey, 25 bucks, oh, like, when you do 20, only in Cali you hear that shit. Eesh, pues, puede. Cuánto lo menos? Eesh. No, in Texas, 25. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh, que chulada. Que chulada de gente, güey. You know? Like the air, I took air fresheners. I'm telling people right now, donation, güey. Lo que tú quieras darme, güey. Aquí en Los Angeles, que, que, you know, two bucks, que three bucks, que five bucks, que can I get two of them for five bucks? Here's a ten. Can I get change? <laughs> La chingada, like, I get it. No, I got pinche Texas. Here's a 20. Just They grab one. They grab two, maybe. Here's a 10. They grab one. Like, dog. Que chulada, güey. Que chulada de gente, güey. Except, except for that one part of the day of the, in Fort Worth. And, okay, I'm going to give the motherfucker a den benefit of the doubt. That they did it by accident. But a motherfucker stole my phone. See, I see I'm already going there. See, I'm already, I'm already insinuating. A motherfucker took my phone. And 
had me go through the most extraordinary, extraordinary, not extraordinary, right? The opposite of extraordinary, excruciating, excruciating hour, hour and a half of my life, bro. So I have my phone out because I'm using it. You could tap, you know, I got to have an app. It's called, I think it's called the uh, Square app. So it's the Square app where you could charge people who want to buy shit, you know, your shirt, merch. So the Square app, and you could tap it, right? You like fucking put them out, and they tap the card on my phone, and I, I see this go away. T- technology, I know, right? I know technology. So I have my phone out. I put it right there next to the merch. Julian, the homie, the my opener this that weekend was helping me out. Gracias a él, he was helping me out. And uh, so I have my phone there, and he's helping me sell shirts or whatever. He's he's charging people. And una de esas way. Second show, we got two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. Second show Friday, my phone went missing. After the second show, after we're cleaning up, putting our shit away, I'm like, yo, where my phone at? And they were like, oh, no, what's your phone? I mean, you know, the scramble. And the scramble begins. And, of course, I have my ringer off. I have my ringer off because of the show, right? So we, everyone's calling it. Of course, no answer. Ring, 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 no answer. Ring, 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 no answer. And so I'm like, hey, you should go find my phone. Go to find my phone. And so, you know, Julian gets his phone out. Hey, fool, see, go to find your phone. And guess what? Pendejo. Couldn't remember. I can't remember my iCloud password. Parte de los nervios y parte por pendejo. Right? What a dumbass. I can't remember. I end up locking my own phone, dog, from, you know, all the tries of my password that I tried everything not that way. Fuck, dude. I'm stressed out, bro. Like, it's it's now it's an hour. Now it's over an hour, bro. We're all like, what the? It's gone. The phone's gone, bro. Everyone, all the employees are leaving. The manager's helping me look. There's a camera there. And the fucking manager's all like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a camera right here. But pointing right at the place you're at. But that camera doesn't record. It's only live. I'm like, whatever. Live feed. Oh, my God. There's no recording feed. We can't go back. Oh, my God. What useless camera is that about, fool? So I'm like, yeah, well, anymore. Ah, just when I start giving up in life, I'm already like, what am I going to do? I still got to get through Saturday. I was going to, I have a, I was going to, I'm shooting a little movie on Saturday. What I'll tell you, I'll tell you that about right now. So I'm like, I don't even have those guys' numbers from the movie. You know, they're paying me good money to be there. Like, how am I gonna get in contact? Like, I don't have their number. I got nowhere to get a hold of them. Like, dude, what the fuck is happening, fool? And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, me resigno, way. I give up and like, all right, well, there's nothing you could do. It's one o'clock in the morning now. I can't do shit. And I guess I'm gonna have to wake up tomorrow, miss out on the filming that I have scheduled, miss out on that money, and have to go to T-Mobile and try and get a new phone and figure shit out with my life. And so as we're walking out of the club, sure enough, here comes the security, like, yo, man, someone returned his phone. Is this anybody's phone? I'm like, oh, God, gracias a Dios. I wish if I can kiss that guy, man, I I did. He let me, and I kissed him. But listen, that was, I, because I was so happy. I was so happy. <laughs> now, so this guy's like, hey, the phone. And he's like, somebody brought it in. Somebody said that there was a phone outside on the ground, and they brought it into the club. 
And I'm like, what? I, I don't give a fuck, fool. I don't care. I don't know. Me vale madre. Just give me my fucking phone, dog. And so now I'm just figuring, we're all trying to figure out like what happened, who would have taken it, why would they have taken it, why didn't they return it. At the end of the day, I just tell you, you know what? First of all, I don't give a fuck. I got it back. Second of all, I'm just, I'm, I'm giving the benefit of doubt because we're in Texas and people in Texas are amazing and they're beautiful people out here in Texas where I'm figuring that someone took the phone accidentally, right? And then we're too embarrassed to bring it back and they just left it outside when they figured out that the phone wasn't theirs, right? Because what else? My phone's locked. You couldn't get in it. Right? Unless you look like fucking Jerry G. Unless you look like fucking Brad Pitt. You couldn't get into my phone because it's on face recognition. Alright? Unless you... Right? Unless you look like Isaiah Morales, fool. You can't get into my phone. Alright? And so... What are you going to do with the phone, dog? What are you going to do? I'm tr look. I know you, it's not easy... To just take a phone somewhere and activate it for yourself. I've tried it with my own phones. I have older phones. I have iPhone 10, iPhone 11 that I give to Nicolás to use with Wi-Fi. And I've tried to op open those phones to open a line for him. And there was a time, we figured out already, but there was a time where I couldn't activate my own fucking phone that I paid for and finished paying for because I couldn't remember some fucking password or code on the phone to get into the phone. And no, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get into the fucking phone. Even though it was mine, I took it, to, you know, it was crazy. I forgot what happened, how we figured that out. But the point is, it's not easy just to steal a phone, dog. I don't think no one did on purpose because if you steal the phone, you're not giving that bitch back. You're not looking back. Someone looked back. And was maybe too embarrassed or scared or whatever to bring it back. So they just left it outside hoping some other uh, good Samaritan picks it up and brings it back in. And they did. Gracias a Dios a esa persona, wey. Because I had given up. It was the, this was like 1130. We're walking out of that club at 1 o'clock in the morning because we stayed like an hour Hoping somebody would bring the phone back or somebody would answer the phone or I can figure out my find the phone or we can find the fucking phone. And we never did. We never did. Y'all thought we died those shoulders down. Here's the Dodgers and now this. What else can go wrong? Is my syphilis going to return? <laughs> I don't know. Is that, is, that, is that how that works? Is my uh, premature ejaculation happening again? I, I, I don't know. Anyways. Uh, bad, bad. But I got my phone back. Gracias a Dios. I got my phone back. Uh, yeah, that was scary for. I don't know if you guys have ever been through something like that, bro. Like that was. That's not a fun situation to be. In. And I'm so good. I don't think. Like I've said, I have like the two, three phones that I've finished paying for and I've upgraded. That obviously I didn't. I didn't lose. I have phones. There, I have extra phones because I don't lose my phone. And I, I've, you know, obviously knock on wood. Oh, my God. That's the closest I've gone to losing a phone in a long time. That shit sucks, fool. That shit sucks. Um, So, yeah, that was scary. Then the next day, homie sent me up. Homie sent me up. Some cat hit me up randomly, bro. 
on the IG a few weeks ago, about a month ago. He like hit me up like, yo, man, big fan, blah, blah. Uh, I, I see you're going to be out here in Texas next month. I'm actually, you know, give me this, his, he gives me a spiel, right? Like, yo, uh, I'm actually uh, making my, a, a movie. I'm, you know, I'm making a movie out here. I'm directing. I wrote it. You know, I'm funding it. And it's a small, it's a, it's independent film, obviously. And I'm like, you know, how much would you charge? He asked me, tell me, how much would you charge me to be in it? And I'm like, well, it would be one day's work, right? Because I'm just there. I get there Friday, I leave Sunday, so it'll probably be Saturday in the daytime, one day work. You know, I get my prize. And he's like, yeah, okay. That sounds good. I'm like, fuck, I should have said more. God damn it. So uh, he's like, I'm excited, bro. So he sends me the script, right? And it's like, I read the script, and it's me playing a dad, uh, Cholo's dad, right? Uh it's, it's apparently it's a movie about it kind of loosely based on his, on, on, his, on his life, this guy, right? So it's about a guy based in the 90s, a movie based in the 90s, and this guy, little cholos, la chingada, thugs, out from Oak Cliff, Texas, homie, out there in Dallas, right? Real thugs, homie. So this guy's all like, yeah, man, blah, 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 loosely based on my life, blah, blah. You'll be playing the dad of this guy who's getting himself in trouble, got in trouble with the law, and you play the dad... And you're also a next thug, so you're like a next cholo, but now you're old, obviously. So now you're like, uh, uh, thanks, bro, thanks. And like now, so now you're gonna give your son advice about the streets and about the shit that he got himself in. La chingada, I'm already like, oh yeah. So you're basically we're shooting horchata with old milk again. Um. Anyway, so I'm like, yeah, 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 it's cool, cool. I'm down, I'm down. And he goes like, here's a script, and but feel free to change it like to your words, how you want to say it. Obviously. Uh, if you can even be funny, that'll be dope. Like a little comedic, little t- timing. You being a comedian, your background. If you can make it a little funny, that'll be dope too. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, bro, fuck it, I'm down. Kind of shit. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. I love acting, bro. Acting's fun for me, especially if you're paying me. And so, sure enough, bro. Así quedamos, wey. Me mandó la address. I didn't get. I never get my number. All of this was through um. Actually, I did get my number. I, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did. I get my number. He shot me the address. My homie, uh, Panda, who was hosting, was going to drop me off, take me to the fucking location. So it was going to be, sh- they were shooting in some studio. And so everything was set for Saturday morning. Everything was set. But that wasn't going to, how am I going to do to make that happen without a fucking phone? How am I going to get there without a phone? The address is in the phone. The Instagram's on my phone. I don't even know my Instagram password. I don't know my Instagram. I haven't never logged out of my Instagram. I haven't logged out of Instagram since like 2013, dog, when I opened this bitch. So I don't know. You know, it's like, anyways, I was doomed. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm losing out on all this money. I'm, I found the phone. So now I find the phone. Everything's set. Get there. Nine o'clock in the morning. I told him, look, bro, I got a show at seven Saturday night. I need to, uh, my heart out is five, bro. Like, if not earlier, full four will be best. He's like, I'll get you out by four, dog. Promise. So from nine to four, promise, dog, you'll be out. It's two scenes. All right, we'll do your scenes first. I'm like, beautiful. Let's do this. Let's go. So now I'm at this fucking place, right? Get to the studio, 930, you know, get a little coffee, right? And uh, 
they had like pigs in a blanket there, a the little weenie in the bread. I forgot what they call it. I know you guys are screaming it right now from Texas. People from Texas have no idea what they call them, but they have a name. I just call them pigs in a blanket, the little weenie with the little bread. Bomb, fire, dog. Um, so whatever, we're doing our thing. Everyone's cool. Bunch of cholitos in there, bunch of ex thugs, you know, fucking presently thugs. Good people. Like pit bull and parolees out there, dog, all day. No women. This scene was all men. One in the trap house and another scene in jail. Right? And so, no women. It sucks. But we are doing this in like in this movie studio, right? There's like a studio where they rent, right? To go filming. And in one of the fucking films, we just walked, we're walking around to checking out the place. And one of the little fucking locations, there was like a chick doing a photo shoot. Topless. Yay, yay. Brah, she was topless and oh my, uh, amazing, dog, real, natural, beautiful boobs. And I just, I couldn't help but stare for a long time until a security walked, escorted us out of that fucking area. But man, that was fun. That was a plus. So now I'm getting paid and I some boobies. Winning. Um, so anyways, we shoot the thing, right? And so, you know, as you know, your boy. Your boy, Jerry G, he's got some experience now with a little acting, right? He's been around the block, right? He's got some features. He's got some credits, dog. I've been doing my thing. Been going to the Cornelio Reina School of Acting. Um, I really enjoy acting. I, I, I realize it. I, I, I want to do more of it. Um, I just don't know what my niche exactly is with the acting. Is it comedy? Is it drama? Is it young? Is it old? Is it dad? Is it thug? Is it nerd? Is I, I don't know what it is exactly. Uh, because I look like this and sound like this. Is it paisa? It's not paisa, right? It's not paisa. It's not fucking paletero in the park guy. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not just cross the border, boyo. I'm not that guy, right? I'm going off the looks. I'm not. I'm not the thug. I'm not the cholo, right? I'm not the Noel G. I'm not the Hector in Fast and the Furious. I'm not that guy either, fool. I'm not the lovebird, the guy who gets all the girls. I'm not that guy either. I'm not the nerd, though, the fool, the pushover, the guy who gets pushed over and, you know, n gets bullied. I'm not that guy either. Like, it's hard. It's hard to figure out who the fuck I am in, in this acting game. That's why it's hard. I have a hard time getting roles. Because they don't know what the fuck to do with me sometimes. But anyways, this role called for me being someone's father. And that someone was six foot tall. Dark as shit. That's the good thing. He was a dark guy, Mexican. Uh, but I was super tall. And I was like, oh, whatever. One of my kids is taller than me. Okay, I guess we can make this work. Um, but so they give me the script. I read the script. It's fun. You know, the first scene is about me walking into my son. And it's like, it's, we live like in a crack kid house, you know, beat up poor house. It's a, again, it's in the 90s too. So they make it look like all 90s in there, you know, record player, you know, CD player, you know, shit like that. Um, box TV. And so I walk in, I walk into my son counting money and packing up drugs with him and his friends that they just made a deal 
We're going to do a deal or whatever. So I walk into my son and I tell him, yo, what the fuck's going on in here? Blah, blah, blah. Don't you learn from my mistakes? Who do you think you are? You, you know, you can't even wipe your own ass and you want to be a drug dealer. Like, I give him all this stuff and I make it pretty cool and funny, bro. Now, but all that said, I know some of these cats are listening. I made some new friends, some new followers, some new fans, maybe listening to this podcast. All these motherfuckers, cool as shit, but they'll all tell you themselves. They have very little experience acting. Most of those guys was their first time in camera, in front of camera. A lot of these guys are friends, homies, aspiring actors who are doing this fucking project, grassroots, for the homie. All right? And so I tell you this because the acting was not great, right? The acting was not good on their part. And I'm not saying I'm fucking Al Pacino right here, dog. Pero I felt that I can help these guys, you know, get a little, you know, do a little better than they were doing. Okay? They were talking over each other. They were looking at the camera. They were looking down. They were embarrassed. They missed their fucking, their pinches mark. A lot of little, a lot of things were going wrong. A lot. And me, as a professional that I am, ay, ay, ay. if you IMBD me, ay, 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 ay. you know, I felt, you know, my team leader skills, my dad skills popped in. I'm like, all right, guys, all right, all right, okay, listen, listen. All right, we're going to do it like this. Because even the director was his first time directing, die. All right. He has a vision. He does. He has a vision. He knows what he wants, but he has what he has. He's, he, can, he only has what he can work with. So, first of all, the money he paid me, I got to tell you, man, it was money well spent for those motherfuckers, dog. Money well spent. Because I helped these motherfuckers coach, prepare. Every, we rehearsed. Dude, I even did some camera blocking, compa. Like, I was tired. I'm like, no, the camera should be here. The angle should be Dude, the camera guy didn't know much, bro. The camera guy was new to this. The camera guy said he had shot music videos before never done a film before i don't know what kind of music videos he shot but there was a time when he's like all right guys we're gonna do it now how, let's do it we're like you know like uh, a, a long shot where like everybody comes in is when i could see everybody in. you mean a wide shot oh yeah yeah wide shot oh okay like really fool you didn't know what the wide shot was uh he was trying to explain to us how he wants everybody in the in everybody you can see everybody at the same time, I'm like, you mean a wide shot? Anyways, things like that, bro. And so I went in there and, dude, because we, we were glad we rehearsed. We rehearsed a few I told them, hey, let's rehearse because they're ready to shoot, dog. Like, I guess they didn't want to, like, waste my time is what I think where he was thinking. Where he's like, oh, we got to get to it. We got to go. Jerry's got to leave kind of shit. And it wasn't even like that. It was 930 in the morning, dog. Like, relax, dog. And so they were all like, all right, man, let's get, let's go, let's get this going. I go, hey, we should like rehearse first, no? Like, I only ripped the lines a couple of times on the way over here, dog. Like, I hadn't really, like, I know it's not a lot of lines. I got like five lines, but I think we should still run this fucking through. And I'm glad we did, because these motherfuckers, uh, they had no idea what they were doing, bro. Like, these guys were just learning on the go. And so, yeah, we, we rehearsed it, and then I get on pointers. Then I got playing my son, was like nervous. And he was all like, you know, so I was like coaching him through like, hey, it's all good. Fuck, just have fun with it, dog. You know, I'm going to come at you. There's this one kid who like I, one of his friends in the scene who like I yell at and talk shit to him because he's like interrupting me, talking to my son. 
And bro, let me tell you, the first time I did it, that guy got all like, fuck, look, you got like, you got like his feelings hurt, fool. You got his feelings hurt. I told, hey, hey, shut the fuck up. I'm not talking to you, dog. I did that. And I, the first time, that guy was like, well, why do you got to talk to me? Like, they're like, dude, really, bro? We're acting, fool. Cause I, maybe because I was coming at, at them with real acting chops. They weren't ready for this shit, dog. They weren't ready for fucking Jerry G, De, Jerry De Niro, bro. They weren't ready for this. Um, but yeah, honestly, yeah, like, I, 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 it built my head, of course, my ego. I felt like all confident, like, I'm a bad motherfucker, dog. Nah, but at the same time, I know I, I got to get better acting. I know I do. And uh, especially those first couple of takes. There, I was like, oh, I'm not happy with that. Oh, I feel like my eyes were moving too much. Oh, my head. I was nodding my head too much. Uh, I wasn't looking. My eye line was off. Like, I knew a lot of shit. I was fucking up too. But they didn't even notice it. Like, we would do it and they'll be like, oh, that was great. That was great. I'm like, no, let's do that again. Like, I mean, for myself, I was like, I didn't believe myself saying this. Oh, I didn't like how I said that. I actually stumbled this little one line here. I think we should do it again. And they're like, we'll do it again. Okay, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. I think that was great, but we could do it again. And I was like, yeah, no, compa, I think, uh, you know, let's do it again. Yeah, a lot of little things. Like, a lot of little things that it was a great experience. I had fun doing it. I love, I don't know if I can direct. It made me realize, I wonder if I can direct. I, I think eventually down the line, if I'm if I'm in enough projects and if I pay more attention to about what the director actually does, yeah, I would like to direct because I did enjoy coaching and helping, basically directing the scene. It was fun. Uh, I know the guy was very happy. I know he was like very appreciative for the stuff that I was doing. I was still trying to like you know not get out of my lane here and respect that this is my project. I don't really know what the fuck's going on. I'm really literally in just two scenes. I don't know where this movie's going, what it's, where it's, what, I haven't read the whole script, right? I just read my fucking two pages, three pages. So I, I don't know. I'm just, so I was trying to not get out of my lane too much, but he was very appreciative. Like, oh yeah, can you like explain that once again to these guys? This and that. I go, yeah. Cause there's a scene, like the scene, it's in the kitchen and they're like, and I'm like talking shit to my son. One of the cats trying to interrupt, like interrupt. I shut him the fuck up and he still got like two other friends also. And these other two other friends are supposed to be like, just like, Eesh, ooh, you know, like, oh man, this was, you know, getting scolded. Oh, his dad's really mad kind of shit. But they were like being a little too loud about it, right? They were being like, oh, this guy, ooh, the dad, oh, your dad, you, you're in trouble, dog. I'm, as I'm delivering my lines, fool, I'm like, yeah, there's a little too much commotion going on. I get it. I get it. Like, because that's what the director's on. You guys are just in the back, like, just, like, reacting to whatever the dad's telling the son. So you guys are just reacting. So they're, like, overreacting. And they're being a little too loud. So I let it slide a couple times, but it actually got annoying because they were literally stepping over my lines. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Stepping over my lines, dog. And I told him, hey, guys, could you just, like, do that, but less of that, like, quieter? And, of course, like, they're like real thugs for these guys that are real cholos like face tattoo guys like they're not actors they're fucking connected bro so they were just like uh i don't think you should be talking to us like that dog but we're gonna let it slide <laughs> like we're gonna let this one slide just because uh we're at kind of like at work right now but not real cholo mode right now so go ahead die we'll, we'll listen kind of shit but eventually especially the, the kid who i was doing my lines with he really appreciated like yeah man thanks for doing that i get it now I like this. I like what you're doing. I, I, you know, so he got better and better as we did it. Cause the first time we did it, especially in rehearsal, 
Ugh. I was like, oh my goodness, this is bad. These guys are not good. But we got through it. Then there's a second scene where like he's already been arrested and I go visit him in jail. All right. So now there's like visitation. And so like I kind of tell him like I told you so situation. I told you so. And but I'll get you out of this. And there's like a moment between father and son, right? There's like a and I again I I I talked them through that. You know, I, I pretty much directed that scene again about what we're thinking here. Like like I had to ask him, like, how was the father and son relationship before this? Like, of course, like they don't know that. Like, you know, they're like, Oh, I don't know, what do you mean? Like, were we cool? Was he my you know, does he look up to me? Does he respect me? Does he not? Do do I care for him? So I was asking all these, you know, questions about to set the mood, which were not really planned or even thought of, I think. And so that we're trying to figure that out there and then. And once we figure that out, I'm like, well, then I think the dad should hug him. Like, I should go in for a hug and tell him how much I love him and whatever. And like, yeah, so I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. Because I'm supposed to, the scene was for me to go in there and talk shit and be like, I told you so. What the fuck are you doing? Look at you now. Look what you're at. You know? And I'm like, okay, so, but what, what about this scene? Like, do I, at the end, do I still, do I leave mad? Do I storm out? Do they're like, no, I think we should be, like, you're going to help him through this and this and that. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do that. Let's fucking do it. And I have some fun with that, you know. The, the, old, the old dropping a soap joke, but different, right? The old kind of like, you think I'm going to talk about dropping a soap, but I'm actually talking about something else. So I, like, I I came up with that right there and then. like, Because they wanted me to do, like, do, like, a drop the soap moment. Like, tell him, warn him, because you've been here in jail. Warn him about dropping the soap. I'm like, yeah, that's been done. Like, that's the oldest joke in the world. But, yeah, I'll set it up like that. Like, I'm going to say that, but then I'm actually going to talk about something else that happens in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And I did it. And they're like, oh, yeah, that was dope. That was funny, dog. So I had fun. That was fun for me. And once again, the same kid again. So the kid was like, yo, man, this was like, he didn't say an honor, but he said, this is really fun. This is awesome doing this with you. Like, I really, you know, like, he was thankful for what I was showing him and teaching him. I told him about the beat. You know, we got to give it a beat here uh, before you speak, breathe, you know, breathe out and then do your line or take your time. There's no rush. You know, deliver this line. You know, I'm scolding you. You're really disappointing yourself. You want to just bury yourself. You're also scared that you may never come out of this place ever again. So, get to that moment and this and that and he's just like and he's just like yeah okay cool cool all right just take a deep breath and vamonos all right let's go run it vamonos and we will do it bro and I, I just had a blast fool like it was cool and i was out of there by like 1 p.m dog it was quick boom two lines talked to all these fools took pictures of all these cats full super dope people man uh and i'll keep you posted what it, what what happens he's just like he's like in the middle of filming it you could tell it's gonna be a minute but he's really excited and it's a passion project. And, you know, I get to be a little part of it and stuff like that. At least for my acting reel, dog. I want to build into my acting reel and and I'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, with all that said, I, I wasn't too happy with my performance. I really wasn't. I, I wasn't. I, I left there being like, man, I got to take acting a little bit more serious. I got to be better. I feel I could have nailed that a little bit. But I was so worried about the whole scene itself and the others. I was so worried about other the others that i wasn't really putting the attention to detail on my scene if that makes sense right i also worried about them fucking up and about worried about them getting their lines correctly 
that when I was doing my lines, I could have done a better line, a better job. And I'll tell you that. So, like, if you ever watched this little fucking scene of mine, I don't want you to be like, oh, that fucker sucks. Fucking Jay was whack. It might come off that way because of the editing also. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I also feel like I left there being like, man, I think we kind of rushed through that scene a little bit too quickly. And I think I could have done a lot better. Um, but, and it tells me like, man, I, I got to take this a little bit more serious. And I do. I want to take it more serious. I want to, I want to act. I want to act more for sure. Um, it, it, th- th- those type of situations remind me of it, you know? Uh, okay. All right. I think that's pretty much it. Um, anything else? Anything else? Uh, as far as shows, this weekend I'll be in Chandler, Arizona at the Mike Drop Mania. Chandler, Arizona. Get your tickets. I'm excited. Getting good feedback. A lot of people should be showing up. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, dog. And uh, yeah, fool, I'm excited, dog. I'm happy. Uh, other than that, fool, after that, I'm going to Edmonton, Canada. Then we got, uh, we got a big show just added December 22nd. Laughing all the way. Concrete, Jerry Garcia, Rene Vaca, and Ken Florence together for the first time. So we'll see how that goes, man. That's going to be a big show in Montebello, December 22nd, Quiet Canyon, dog. All right. Other than that, we're working on Tragos Amargos. Happy birthday to Sammy, our producer. It was his birthday this weekend, dog. Um, And uh, Tragos Amargos is in the works right now, fool. And uh, hopefully we start, we're going to start, start dropping teasers in November. Little trailers, little reels, and we're hoping to drop the actual whole season either December or January, to be honest with you, only because December, you know how crazy December gets. People check out and shit. So we might have to push it back, but we will be like doing a bunch of promotions before that, you know, reels and TikToks and Kalachingada. All right. Uh, San Antonio, I'm coming November 3rd, Austin, Texas, November 4th. So I got to take out on this. Okay? All right, guys. Uh, that's pretty much it for me. I got 50 minutes. No mames, wait. Uh, I got to go. All right? I got to go. And you guys, uh, shoot me any questions. You guys, I haven't gotten, I didn't really get a lot of questions or comments this week. Hit me up. I know people were just like, you got to do a podcast. I know after the Dodgers lost, they were like, you got to do a podcast now. Emergency podcast for Dodgers for the fucking choke fest. You know, honestly, I had to process it, dog. I had to process it. Reset the batteries. I had to like, uh, if not... I, it was not going to be pretty, fool. Like, these first 12 minutes were not pretty. I apologize, ladies. Ladies. I apologize for the first 12 minutes. That's the last you'll hear about the Dodgers until February 15th. Okay? Um, unless they sign Otani in January. Other than that, that's it. That's it. Lakers looking good. Raiders 3-3. Three and three. My fantasy football teams are, you know, también average 3-3, 2-4. Three and, three, and four. They're, they're there. I'm trying to, you know, turn things around. Just lost Justin Jefferson. Valeo verga con Justin Jefferson ahorita, wey. But we'll see what happens, fool. Um, uh, fucking Christian McCaffrey también. Oh, goodness. So, we'll see. We'll see. Other than that, have a great rest of the weekend, man. Great rest of the week. Share this, motherfucker. Please let a motherfucker know about the podcast, fool. Numbers have been kind of steady. They're not growing so much, man. So, please let a motherfucker know, dog, that Jerry G, this is not your po- not my weekend podcast, and I appreciate every you motherfucker listening. Send me some shout-outs. Send me some questions, dog, and uh, I'll see you, uh, see you guys next week, all right? Arizona, Phoenix, Chandler, get ready. I'll just go. I'm going to rest. Later.